Welcome back to Dealing Together. First caller? I bought three sweaters to get the fourth free. Oh, you got fleeced. Next caller? I traded my old Samsung at AT&T for a new Samsung Galaxy S24 Plus and chose my plan. That's not a bad deal. It is not. Our best smartphone deals. Your choice of plan. Learn how to get the new Samsung Galaxy S24 Plus with Galaxy AI on us with eligible trade-in. AT&T. Connecting changes everything. Offers vary by device. Subject to change. S24 plus 256 gigabyte offer available for a limited time. Terms and restrictions apply. See att.com slash Samsung for details. We are welcoming a new show to iHeart and the DraftKings YouTube channel. It is called Point Game with John Wall and C.J. Toledano. It is an insider look at the NBA and the coaches surrounding the league. Every week, the five-time All-Star and the number one pick in the 2010 NBA Draft, John Wall, will give his unique perspective on hot topics in the league and tell the best behind-the-scenes stories from his time in the NBA. So check out Point Game with John Wall and C.J. Teledano on the iHeartRadio app, the DraftKings YouTube channel, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Don't you love an extra $100 in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time. You don't put those inside of you, do you? This is a show about women. I mean, you do? Finally, a show about women that isn't just a thinly veiled aspirational nightmare. It's not hosted, not narrated. We're just dropping into a woman's world. I found out when my dad was gay when I was... We were in a convertible on the 405 freeway, listening to the B-52s. Looking back, I should have said, this is gay. This is already all gay. (laughs) Listen to Finally a Show on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, I'm John O'Brien, host of Money and Wealth on the Black Effect Podcast Network. I'm an entrepreneur and a businessman. Now, every Thursday, my newest venture is educating you on how to win financially. Even better, I'm going to teach it in a way that, well, you can understand. I'm going to meet you where you are and take you where you need to be. We all might have different starting points and end goals, but as long as we have the desire to acquire financial freedom, it can be done. Listen to Money and Wealth with John Hope Bryant every Thursday on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Wake that ass up. Early in the morning. The Breakfast Club. Morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlamagne the God. We are The Breakfast Club. We got some special guests joining us today. We got Rashad and Troy in the building. Earn your yeah. leisure. Yeah, and yeah. also yeah, Matt the Mortgage Guy. What's good, what's good, what's good? Good morning, good. guys. Matt, are you and Envy still cool? Because <laughs> <laughs> sure. I feel like you went earn your leisure now. Awkward. We starting this I thought this whole financial literature thing was all the movement. I thought everybody was together. You know, you know, he's from Jersey now, so you know what I'm saying. So we don't have to go to Jersey. Every time somebody in the industry or anybody that needs a, I was kidding, Evie. I'm just saying, but I call Matt all the time. I speak to Matt more than we just spoke yesterday. We spoke yesterday. Yeah, my daughter's buying a condo in the city. 
and Matt's actually doing. But a, you a always shout Matt out, Matt yeah, out. No, yeah. all the time. I don't know what you're talking about. Get rid of the tension. But Matt has helped a lot. No, but honestly, Matt has helped a lot of people in this industry: artists, rappers, R&B singers, activists. Uh, actors, actresses, a lot of people. Uh, Earn your leisure. Earn your leisure. <laughs> now, for people that don't know, like he's the he's the go-to person for getting their mortgage. So if there's something wrong or there's a key that they don't have, a lot of banks won't take people, but he's able to help people fix their stuff so he can actually get them loans. So I always call Matt first. That what's, needs a what's, what's the sauce, Matt? Tell him. What, what's the sauce? Yeah. The sauce is just being true and honest. You mm -hmm. know what I'm saying? And, and moving in silence. Like he says, a lot of people I help. But you don't see it on my gram. Mm -hmm. You know, I think that's first and foremost. You know, I'm not out here to spread anybody's business or anything like that. My first and foremost goal is to help people achieve their real estate goals and be in their go-to source because real estate wasn't taught in our communities growing up. Half of the people that we all follow and we buy their music and things of that nature, when we really speak to them, they have, they have no clue mm -hmm. about real estate and financing at that. So I just want to be able to provide that information, give them the real information, and ultimately help them get to the closing table and that's going to help them build wealth so the source for me is just being honest and open you know and me and envy connected a couple years ago and i told him like i didn't even want to speak at the seminar they'll tell you like i told them no several times like i just want to be at the table and talk to the people mm -hmm. um and he kind of forced me to speak and i'm glad he did because now you know i'm on the breakfast club four times now right. because of him forcing me and, and me stepping outside of my comfort zone i only fought matt one time <laughs> One time, twice. Wow, Wait, what who's, who's, who's counting? You know, because uh, I, 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 I was fired twice. <laughs> no, because, well, what happened with Matt was, you know, when when the whole thing took off when we started doing the seminars, it, it helped a lot of people in their business. It helped the credit dude, Jose, and it helped Matt. And Matt posted one time that he was getting so many people. He was like, it was like I think like June. And he was oh, like, yeah, yeah, I that. I'm just putting out this text. He was like, I can't talk to nobody until January. So <laughs> yeah, yeah, mortgage yeah, yeah. advice, I'll talk to you in January. Yeah. Now, this is seven, eight months. And I'm like, bro, what are you doing? I'm like, this <laughs> yeah, is what yeah, you yeah. play for. You yeah. want this type of business. And now you're shunning people off. So I cursed yeah. him out. Yeah, and I was does. like, he, he was does. like, well, what am I doing? I'm the only person. I said, hire people. That's what business is about. Find yeah. the right people and hire people. And we, we yelled That's at interesting. Him. Yeah, you know what? Because I look at it like a therapist kind of, right? Like when a therapist can't take on more clients, they just can't take on more clients. Yeah, look, you're only one person. And, you, and my business wasn't built for social media. My business was built, I've been doing mortgages for 20 years. It was built for real estate agents in my, my book of business. So you don't need 10 people on your staff to kind of handle that business. That's real. Now when you get into social media, I remember one of the first times I spoke to Envy, he said, once I tag you, I hope you're ready. Because your life is going to change forever. I didn't know what the hell he was talking about at that time. And when I said tag, 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 watch out, yo. I didn't say nothing. I didn't say nothing. Tag in the post, right? I'm not judging nobody. I see the pause button got to get activated. You're saying next to this guy. Tag him. I'm tag him. Tag on the post. Nothing will ever be the same. <laughs> be the same, but he was right because my DMs and everything was just started going crazy. Oh, like, what the hell man. is going on? So you get overwhelmed. Like it's natural as a, a business person when you step into something new. You don't not you're not trained for this stuff, mm -hmm. right? No mm -hmm. one trains you to be a social media influencer and to answer a thousand questions. It's like, damn, what the hell? I get How it. do I do this? But so our you, community you never had anybody yeah. that looked like us that did it. So I knew once you were able to help people, people have they only have 
very few people they can flock to and ask questions to. Yeah. And somebody that's good and not going to charge them, hey, if they got a question, you're going to charge them 10000 for a question? No. Yeah. That, that's your job. You want to get people loans. That's part of what you do. And I knew that was going to happen. So when you put, I'll talk to you in eight months, I'm like, nah, you, <laughs> yeah. you need to you know, reevaluate your, your company and hire more people and figure it out. And you did. And, and, and that's what I did. And, yeah, and, what was the second fight? Uh, the second fight. <laughs> um, what was the second fight? That wasn't far off. Angelina was right. <laughs> I, 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 just, I didn't know. <laughs> this was no context. No, I'm no, that's important. I, I really didn't know anything. I really was kidding. You know what? He was he was pressuring me to step into my greatness. Right? Mm. Like, don't back away from what you prayed for. Like he just said, be careful what you pray for in life because it will come to you. Not on your time, but in God's time. Mm -hmm. And at that time, I didn't realize, like, yo, this is what I was praying for. But sometimes you need a you need a vessel, you need a voice to be able to tell that to you. And then when I sat back and thought about it, literally two days later, I said, you know what, bro, you were right. That's right. I said, I got to expand. And I think as business owners, sometimes you, one of the biggest mistakes that any business owner makes, no matter what field you're in, we kind of want to still be mom and pop and want to hold on to everything and not delegate because we're afraid of investing into ourselves. And you have to take that risk by investing to yourself, investing into your business to expand and scale and let loose and um, delegate mm -hmm. at, a, at a high level. So for me, that's what I had to learn. And that was a lesson that was taught. And now, you know, it's took it, taken off and, you know, we're here now. And that brings us right to InvestFest. Yes. Yes. The biggest. And, the biggest And congrats. Ever. They see y'all got Tyler Perry on you know, board. Hey, you know how that go. You know how that go. Let's uh, go. Shout out to Steve Harvey for making that shout happen. Shout out to Steve Harvey. Man, Steve loves y'all. I was no, having no, lunch no. with Steve one day, man. And it was like right after y'all did the first interview with him. And like literally all he was, was talking about was earn, was earn your leisure. That's dope. Like That's literally. Incredible. He's a, yeah. he, he's he's one of these people that, honestly, like everything that you you think somebody would be, he is that person and more. Like you know what I'm saying, like funny, down to earth, street dude, like in the niggas. I got so so most people don't know this, but it was a Black Effect connection. So shout out to Black Effect because the first person that y'all put us in contact with was Nicole Spence. Nicole, yep. shout and out Nicole, to Nicole hit me last summer. Like, hey, there's this there's an interview out there that I might be able to get for y'all if you're interested. And I'm like, who is it? She said, Steve Harvey. I'm like, what do you mean if I'm interested? Of course we're going to do <laughs> we'll that. We'll take it. We'll take it, of course. And so that led to us meeting Tabidi Stevens. Shout out to Tabidi, who's the plug, one of uh, Steve Harvey's uh, right-hand businessmen. And so that led to the relationship. But had we not had Nicole from Black Effect, you know, we probably only even meet. Oh, Nicole Steve. go hard for y'all because of the Jamaican connection. Oh, we too. know that. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we know that for sure. <laughs> so for people that don't know what InvestFest is, break down what InvestFest is, when it is, and, and what can people get out of it. Yeah, so InvestFest, you know, you always hear about these music festivals all the time. Coachella, uh, Made in America, Roots Picnic. And, you know, just thinking last year, we was like brainstorming. And I'm like, all right, let's not do a conference. Let's not do a seminar. Let's do a festival. And like, what do you mean? And I'm like, a financial literacy festival. Like, what do you mean? It doesn't even make sense. Yeah. I'm like, why not? And they're like, well, that doesn't happen. I'm like, well, who's to say it can't happen? Mm -hmm. So I'm like, all right. Now let's reverse engineer it. So let's take the best things that festivals have. Food trucks, food experiences, we added that. Musical performances, we added that. A VIP, like, exclusive situation, we added that. Live podcasts, and, but all blended together with education, business, and finance. So last year was the first year in Atlanta we had 4,000 people, and this year we scaled up, <laughs> and we're looking at, like, 11,000 people That's in Atlanta over a three-day yeah. weekend. So 
it's for us, it's all about just stepping out of the realm of what's normal. And mm-hmm. everything that we do has really never been done. So we get to make history every single time we do anything. So it's like, you know, of course, we got Charlemagne the God's going to be there. Yeah. DJ Envy, his yeah. partner Caesar, mm-hmm. our guy 19 Keys, Ian Dunlap, Wall Street Trapper, Matt. Uh, but we also have people like Dan Cathy, who not a lot of people know, yeah. but he's the former CEO of Chick-fil-A. He's yeah. worth $7 billion. <clears> like, <throat> that's yeah. not normal to have somebody like he gonna that. He's going to be there on Sunday? He's not going to be there on Sunday. Sunday. Like, Sunday. 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 Wow. Sunday. 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 a billionaire day. Eric, Eric Thomas, one of the top motivational speakers ever. Mm-hmm. Um, we got Ter- my brother Terrence J, Kenny Burns. Shout out to Terrence J. Um, and then, you know, we just wanted to just take it over the top. I was always taught when you up by 30 points, Win by 50. Mm-hmm. So it's like Tyler Perry mm-hmm. had to drop that bomb. Like, when's the last time you ever heard him speak publicly or speak about business? And this is the guy that got a landing strip, literally, at his right. house. Mm-hmm. 330 right. acres. Crazy. He built his own Hollywood in Atlanta. So, I mean, it's going to be an experience like none, none other. And, um, you know, for us, it's just automatically just going bigger and bigger and bigger. Every single time, it's like, you know, to take it to places that nobody could even imagine. Like, you know, and then like the vendor marketplace, we have 285 vendors. It's kind of like how Essence Fest. So when you go there, you're going to have a DJ, you're going to have vendors, small businesses. So, you know, we talk about group economics, like we really live it. Like, Mm -hmm. it's not just a thing. So we put up our own money. We funded it ourselves. We, you know, got the venue. We booked everything ourselves. Like, this is us. Like, yeah, you know, yeah. so it's like, everything Jim, house. shout out to Jim Jones. He came last year and he was like, yo, this is like real black excellence. He's like, everybody talk about black excellence. This is real black excellence. Like, this is dope just to see it in person. Because you always see these, and like, shout out to Envy. He he do his events by himself. But a lot of these events, and it's no disrespect, but it's, it's major corporations, live nations putting it together. And they just put the artist's name on it. Like, mm-hmm. But it's not, the, the artists don't really have no idea what's going on with the business back end. Live Nation is running it. But for us, everything that we do, we're independent. Shout out to Dame Dash. He will be there. That's a fact. Shout out to my brother Dame. <laughs> yeah. So uh, everything we do is independent. So it's like we can't just talk about something. We actually got to be about it. Yeah. I, I hear y'all mention Ross. Yeah, Rick Ross. Ross. T.I. T.I. Rick Ross. Shout out to my brother Tip. Thank you for, for mentioning that. Shout out to my brother Ross. Yeah. yeah to, I, and another thing is, is that we want to be very intentional, right? Like, so obviously. That's one. Oh, shout out to Sus Greenberg's in here. Uh, we wanted to be very intentional about making sure that it, everybody was being celebrated. Like when we thought about the name, me and Charlie was going back and forth, Matt was going back and forth, Mike, we were coming up with the name, and we didn't want to have Ernie Leisure in part of it, right? Like we knew that obviously people gonna knew that we were putting it together, but it wasn't about us. It was about bringing the community together and highlighting so much talent. And so, like when we see Coachella, we really don't know who the CEO is. That's if right. we don't look it up, yeah. we know Jay does Made in America, but his name ain't on the bill. Right, Roots Picnic, same. Like we've seen them do it, but like, uh, who's the business behind it? So we wanted to make sure that everybody could celebrate. So InvestFest is now becoming the place where it's like, if you have a business, you have to be there. Absolutely. If you're an entertainer, you need to be there. Mm-hmm. Right. If you have a, a tech startup, you should be in the building. Right. Like we said, we got three billionaires on Sunday. Like, where do you see that? It's mm-hmm. not crazy. And so it, it becomes a place that you have to be, kind of like how Essence Fest was mm-hmm. and still is. Yes, yeah, we we, we want to do that for business. I want to ask y'all a question because you know, uh, you know, Gilly the Kid was was had some things to say about Ross the other day, <laughs> and he said something. That's he crazy. was like, Both he was brothers. like, why would you buy a cow? Now I'm from the country, so I understand investing in livestock. Could you could y'all just explain why? That is a good investment. <laughs> First, shout out to uh, Million Dollar for Game, Gilly and Wild. My guys, Wild. love me. And shout out to, to Ross. We, we're friends, both with. We're neutral in that situation, but I think he was a little misguided in the statement because one of my friends, Wall Street Trapper, actually was was intricate and shout out to Keanu Watson, her husband, mm-hmm. and getting it was actually a bull. Um, but it's a misguided statement because you know Rick Ross, he has 
a hundred some acres. And agriculture is real big, That's right. and it's something mm-hmm. that we don't we don't really fully understand or appreciate in our community. And it's like we always we're, we're consumers a lot of times, right? And we we eat food. Everybody eats food, mm-hmm. but we never think about how, who's actually making money off of this, right? So it's like when Jay Prince has like you know a ranch, and he has like hundreds of cows, yeah, mm-hmm. hundreds of cows, and making seven hundred thousand dollars a year off a of, off a of hay. hay. Like, you know what I'm saying? That's like, these are crazy. things that, especially, you know, coming up in urban environments, the city like Philly and New York, we never think of that. But that is something that we need to get more into. So I actually applaud Rick Ross for doing that and for showing it, right? Because, you know, Ross is one of these people that always shows love to the entrepreneurs, the young entrepreneurs, like us. Like, he, he does a lot of stuff behind the scenes and shows a lot of love, and it's genuine. So I think that that was a learning opportunity, and hopefully more people can actually, you know, take farming and agriculture serious because we need more black farmers mm-hmm. like you from South Carolina you understand that and um, you know there was a point where there was a lot of black farmers and now there's hardly any black farmers mm-hmm. and it's like you know even like when Minister Farrakhan said like you can't control your food then that's like one of the most essential things in life right so it's like we always have diabetes high blood pressure all of that but a lot of that is, th- is coming through the food that we're eating and a lot of the reason is that we're not controlling the food so we just are getting foods with chemicals and you know that there's not slaughtering the am- animals correctly. So, shout out to Ross, yeah. man. Shout I, out to I Ross. Think, I think it was taken out of context. I mean, because when people see Ross, it's like one week you see him doing the Jamaican stomp, and now he's doing <laughs> the cows, and it's like, nah, he's actually a great businessman, and that's he right. has great people around him and, and advising him. As far as investment, he's telling you about it. Yeah, that's a tax write-off number one. But even from an investment standpoint in the market, like we know that a recession is here. We know that food prices are rising. Well, we going to eat, right? Like well, that's one thing we going to do during a recession. We still going to eat. That, so why wouldn't we invest in agriculture? Right? Like, if, Matt, I tell you this: if you have agriculture on your property, your taxes probably go from two hundred fifty thousand absolutely to five thousand. Absolutely, mm-hmm. yeah, so it's a tax write off. Agriculture that you have. So yeah. Yeah. I'm sure with Ross's mind frame, that's probably why he's absolutely doing that's exactly why he's doing it. But, has, but look at the promise line. Look, look how big tax. it is. Mm-hmm. Like why wouldn't you have it there? Yeah. You know, you have the space for it, and then you get the tax benefit of being a business owner because that's what the tax code is made for. Us. It's there to, to help business owners and real estate investors, right? So why not take full advantage of it? Because so, I'm about to put some roosters in my bag. Everything y'all saying is true, and I'm glad Rashad touched on uh, the Minister Farrakhan aspect of it, because with all of these food shortages happening, you're going to want to have some livestock. You're going to want to know how to grow your own foods on your property. Yeah, absolutely. So, yes, yeah. that's why you buy a cow. So yeah. well, let me ask you a question. There was a, I seen a, a clip that you posted. Uh, here we go. Uh, which one? Which one? Which one? Don't look at me. The one that somebody set you up on. Uh, I did not. Who, who do you speak yeah, that, of? Lip service is a dangerous Angela, show, bro. Angela, yeah, she what does. happened on lip service? Okay, first of all, let's be clear. <laughs> I just want to say, okay. Angela's a friend of the show. Yes. Yeah. So we were at BET Weekend. Yes. BET Awards Weekend. For the first time, they had podcasts in the radio room. There was four of us. They were sitting right next to me, <laughs> next to lip service. And I just want to say, Rashad, and Troy have always said they want to do lip service. When are y'all going to invite me on? Invite yeah. us on. We want to do it. And I was like, you know, y'all sure you want to do it? Can you handle it? They said they could handle it. What happened to me? kept his cool. Exactly. Shadi chose violence. Now, Rashad told the truth. His truth. But his truth was not accepted the way he anticipated. What was it? I didn't see, I didn't see this. Well, so he posted a clip and took it down. He <laughs> <laughs> got you taking it down. What happened? What was the clip? Come it on. was about, um, you know, I tried to tie in relationships and finances. And okay. I was asking him, you know, if you go on a first date, how much did you spend on a first date? And how much did you say? 
Uh, let me get a full context of this. <laughs> it's a big platform. So what I was saying is this, right? First, they asked I me. I wasn't going to bring this up. She, I don't... she asked me. Envy always starting the pot. They asked, they, asked, they asked me what I'm doing personally in my life at this point in time. Right? So, <laughs> so I never said this is what all men should do. This is what you have to do. This is the mandate. Da, 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 da. So I said, you know, I think $300 is a reasonable amount of money to spend on a first date. Now, keep into consideration, we're in New York City, right? Mm -hmm. It's going to cost $50 just to park your car. You go to a restaurant like STK or Brooklyn Chop House or whatever, you get a couple drinks, a couple martinis, you know, order a meal, appetizer. You're almost at $200. Absolutely. then Then you give a tip. And then you actually, if the date's going good, you might go to the hookah lounge a little later. You know what I'm saying? Hookah. So I don't think that I was like three to five hundred. Like that might sound like a lot. I understand that it's, it's sensitive times. It's a, it's a recession, but it's also a reality, right? Mm-hmm. It's it's just the harsh reality of life. Like well, it's, it's your reality. It's my reality. Yes. Most important. <laughs> but, yeah. but but then I think it just kept going from there. It was yeah, like, you know, it's one of these things. Then he, that just was like, what, then he was like, well, what about if she wants some shots? And he was like, sure. Shots in 1942. Shh. I said. <laughs> then he said, forty dollars shots. Then he said, what about if her friends? Now come? let me explain that. So let me explain that. So that was the one that that triggered a lot of people. So <laughs> she said, she said, what if her friends come? Do you pay for the friends? And I'm like, yeah. So, A, I've never been on a date ever in life where somebody's brought their friends to a date. So I don't think that that's one. What I, was refer- what I was referring to is You said it's like, vibes. Well, what I was referring to... <laughs> what I was referring to is that if you're out, if you out, right, and, you know, you might go to dinner or whatever, and then it's like, all right, let's go to a club. I'm having a good time. Let's go to a lounge. All right, you go to a lounge. Her friends is at the lounge. It's like, yo, all right, let's, what are we drinking? I'm going to buy... I, I'm not going to be the guy that's like... I need twenty dollars from you. I need fifteen dollars from you. Right, just right, add it up. Yeah. Right. Like, you know what I'm saying? If we, and Rashad if, always does pay. Like, yeah, trying Rashad. Like, if you go out with them, do you want to say any tricks? What you say? No, 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 no. I'm trying to say that it's very nice. They don't have to, but you know they rest in, respect, rest in yeah. peace to Kevin Samuels. I and posted, then he posted a Kevin Samuel clip. <laughs> yeah. so he tried, he yeah, took yeah, his yeah, post down yeah, and posted was, Kevin Samuels because there was nothing that he could say because he's the Godfather for that whole movement. So when he was like, he was like, it's up. It's us to up. It's us. It's up to us men to do better research before we take women on date. Mm-hmm. So if you if you think a girl is a date scammer, I didn't know that there was a whole culture. A, a dinner of, scammer. A dinner a scammer. scammer. Yeah. <laughs> then that's your fault for getting scammed for dinner. Like you know what I'm saying? You you should already have done your research before you taking a girl out to eat. Mm-hmm. What's so, a dinner scammer? Who's going to dinner just to eat? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I want a nice meal. What a STK vibe. You gonna think I'm hungry. Eat. Who could I call? <laughs> yeah, yeah, basically. Yeah. So I'm trying to figure out why people was mad because they can't afford the three to five hundred dollars. Basically, we okay. still trying to figure out. I'm out. still supposed okay. to be financing, giving people they financial said, they advice. Said, they, they said, said it was bad financial advice. But 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 I'm glad you said that because that's a common misconception where it's like, a they're like, yo, times have changed. I was a financial advisor before this. Is that you can hear it? We can hear it, Eddie. Oh, we can hear that. <laughs> so, <laughs> he's looking around like we're crazy. <laughs> I was like, cut my phone off. You said you're a financial yeah, advisor. Before. I, was, I was a financial advisor before. So sometimes people think like just because you get on the internet, like you was homeless. Mm-hmm. Like, <laughs> now nah, seriously, like I already had money before this. Like mm-hmm. seriously, like so it was like I, my first car was. A, was it Infinity? Then it was a BMW. Then it was a Mercedes. You, no. see the, you see this nice manicure? Nah, I'm being honest. Yeah. I can only I can only say like, what I'm gonna do? Lie to you? I, yeah. I, I'm being honest with you, right? So it's like I already had money before this, so I 
been had three hundred dollar dates before earning your leisure. Okay. No, I'm just I'm just being honest. So it's like sometimes they look at it like they have a perception of you, like yo, you gotta be financially frugal. That's why it's assets. so. It was no like movies with the Applebee's but, discount. Nah, it was never that. No, but no, that's, no two for twenty. That's why it's assets. That. But that's why it's assets over liabilities because <laughs> it, I was never. I'm not an extreme person. I always was in the fashion my whole entire life. Like I always like like nice things my whole is entire life. Is that Sergio Ticini you have on it? Yes, it is. Okay. You, it know, is. you know the vibe. Um, so, so I think. Don't act like that. Yo, stop acting like you be on one. Yo, she's on one. Yo, she's on one. She's on one. Which I get from. She had shots in 1942. That's crazy. But nah, but I think sometimes people. I spoke to 19 Keys about that because he did he did the BT and people was in his comments like. Damn, you sold because you know people look at him like Black Power. They're like you sold out. You speaking to the enemy? I'm like he's speaking to artists. Like yeah, yeah, yeah. Put people in a box mm-hmm. and right. think like this is who they are. Like yeah. nah, that's not. And that. then and then complain when black people don't have proper representation. Like, no, like, no, like, well, we don't have proper representation on TV, but then there's 19 keys there. Well, why are you doing that? You selling out? Exactly. Like, what do you want? Do you exactly. Want? So it's like I think it's important for us to just be ourselves. Yeah. And we, me, Troy, Matt, we just regular people. Like. Who Mitch. act their wage? Exactly, like, just yeah. act your wage. Yeah. That's all. Yeah. That's, that's what I get from all of this. Just act your wage. Yeah. You don't. You don't gotta be extreme. I was just mad you took the clip down. It was fine. <laughs> well, <you> know, <laughs> it was good promotion for a lip service. When we go on there, it's gonna be crazy. Now they got invited to the leather couch. The, well, the, we can't. Yeah, I can't wait to you guys come on the, the leather messed couch? up leather couch. Uh, yeah, leather yeah. couches. <laughs> yes. Can't wait. Looking forward to it. Yeah. <laughs> yes. yeah, what else is going on in this world as far as investment? I see interest rates going high. I see crypto down. Talk about real estate. Stocks. Yeah. What's going on? What, so, where where I, should people put their money? Should they park? Should they wait? What, 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 what do y'all suggest? Look, I think one of the best investments of all time will always be real estate. I'm right? with you. you can't go wrong. You know, if the if the stock market goes up, down, left, or right, if the housing market goes up, down, left, and right, your property doesn't disappear. Right? You can still go and touch it. Mm-hmm. Right? Um, equity is monopoly money. This is something I've been saying for years, even before I came on, on, on the internet. So if you're out here... Um, banking on the appreciation of a property, then you could be setting yourself up for failure because if the market changes and you're depending on that, you're, you're, you're SOL, you're shit out of luck, basically. So if you're looking to buy a primary residence right now, I think you have to kind of be mindful of what you can really afford because a bank will always can approve you, but doesn't mean you can afford that mortgage. And this mm-hmm. is something I've been saying even when rates were in the mid-2%, right? Don't Approve uh, uh, eligibility and affordability is two different things. So if you're looking to buy a house in today's market, look, you gotta have reserves. You gotta you gotta prepare for any expenses that might come up. If you're looking to buy rental properties, even if you're gonna live in a property, tenants ain't guaranteed to pay you anything, right? So you gotta make sure you can afford to buy that property and maintain it. Um, I think this is gonna be the greatest opportunity, even past the pandemic um, era, for real estate investors because right now there's a lot of fear in the news. Everything mm-hmm. you see right now and when it comes to real estate is fear. But what did Warren Buffett say? He said, when people are being fearful, be greedy. Mm-hmm. Right? So this is the time that investors will be able to go out there and really build up a nice portfolio, even with interest rates going higher because the demand of the regular everyday home buyer, they're going to sit on the sidelines because they're going to sit there and wait for the market. Right? And you can't time the market. You can't. Mm-hmm. You can't. My real estate attorney definitely told me, he was like, Angela, just wait a, a minute before you buy anything else right yeah. now. Yeah. I mean, but you're established, right? Else. You're in a position where you can afford to be patient. Yeah. You don't really have to go out here and just say, I'm going to buy real estate just to buy real estate, right? You, you're in a position you can do that because you already own. But I think for the first-time investor or the person who may have one or two properties and you continue to look to grow, this is your time right now. Because if you look at all the stats that's coming out, home buyers 
are taking the back seat right now. Mm-hmm. They can't afford these 6% interest rates, which soon will be 7%. I mean, you can get the 7% rate right now if you got a low 600 credit score, mm-hmm. right? If you have high credit scores right now, you're mid to high fives right now on a 30-year mortgage. So a lot of people are going to take a step back from that. What does that do? That leaves opportunity for the investors. You're going to see more institutional money hit the streets. You're going to see more foreign money hit the streets. Why? Because people are going to rent. And look what's up and stuck right now. Rent. Mm-hmm. The average rent is over $2,000 nationwide right now. And that's going, right now. And that's going to continue to, 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 to go up. Like, when was the last time you seen rent declining? Mm-hmm. No, never. Mm-hmm. Never. Mm-hmm. During the pandemic, <clears throat> early on the pandemic, it did for In New York yeah. City. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In New York City, but that was a that was a unicorn type of situation, right? Unless COVID 2023 comes out, right? That's, let's hope not. Let's yeah. hope not. That's pretty but I feel like they let's for, I feel like they're forcing people to purchase homes because with rent so high, like I was, I was, I called back. My daughter's actually buying something, but I called Matt. And the reason I, I was forced to do it is because her rent shot up $500 a month. Yeah. And I was surprised that they could do it. And everybody's telling me that their rents are shooting up. And I know, you know, me owning a couple of places, you know, the rent goes up, but not not to this rate. But it's ridiculous where you have to buy because yeah. it's costing you more to rent. Well, let yeah. me ask you this. Evictions are crazy you, right I, now. I put a post on Instagram the other day. I don't know if you saw it. Uh, in the UK, they're they rolling out 50-year mortgages. Mm-hmm. I think that's good. You think that's a good idea? Mm-hmm. I think that's good. <clears throat> they used to have that back in the day. During the Wild Cowboy days, there was 40-year mortgages, 50-year mortgages. Hell, I think that's good. I wish they'd give me a 100-year mortgage. And those <laughs> I'll put all my properties You know what's crazy? I hate a long mortgage because mm-hmm. I hate paying all that interest up front. Well, yes, it is going to be more expensive on the long run, but if you're looking about affordability, right, you have to spread that out a little bit more, especially with higher interest rates, but you can always prepay your principal balance to kind of beat yeah, that's that what interest I, rate. I, yeah, you yeah, can yeah, get my yeah, principal yeah, always. Yeah. But I think yeah, a lot of yeah. people do that. Like you said, some people can't afford it, but also people like to move their money around. They know that they can, if, if it's a 50-year mortgage, let's say, let's say your mortgage is, is three grand. If it's a 50-year mortgage, your mortgage is now six, 1700 yeah. You have that other 1300 to move and try to shake and yeah. invest in something else that's going to pay that full mortgage. That's what people should do. Uh, and a lot of people do that. It's and something that, mentally think, for me when I look at my mortgage breakdown and I see that, that, like, interest. yeah, yeah. Interest I can't stand seeing that. When yeah. I see, let's say, I, I let's, it. <laughs> let's just say it was a thousand dollars and nine hundred and fifty is going toward interest and fifty dollars going towards the principal, and you're like, damn, I'm just mm-hmm. spending all this. It bothers me mentally, and I know that people think differently about it, but for some reason in my head, I'm like, I hate paying all this interest that's not going toward. You know, yeah, but I understand the affordability aspect. Yeah. But that yeah. comes with discipline also to prepay your mortgage, right? Because like what you just said, you have that surplus of capital now. And the smart thing should be to invest it into something else That's where, where you can, you know, have an overflow. Mm-hmm. But most people know they're going to go to the Gucci store. They're going to go to Dubai. They're mm-hmm. going to go on vacation, right? Mm-hmm. The average person, that's what they're going to do. Instead of having a discipline and say, you know what, I'm going to put this savings and pay down. My, my principal balance. So even if you get a 30-year mortgage, I tell people all the time, don't don't worry about the term, right? Come up with a plan, an exit strategy. I think in everything mm-hmm. in life, you need an exit strategy in business and in investments and especially real estate of when you want to get out of that mortgage. So if your goal is, especially if you're buying in your 40s, you know you're going to retire at 60. You could take a 30-year mortgage, but you should have a plan of action. And it's simple. The tools are online, yeah. amortization cal- calculator, mm-hmm. where you can say, if I put my tax returns um, that refund every single year. Or if you're like, if I put an additional $200, $200 toward my principal every yeah. month, well, or a lump sum payment. one extra payment cuts off seven years? Yeah. One extra payment can knock you down your mortgage in 22 and a half, 23 years, mm-hmm. right? Just one extra payment towards your principal balance. And with all the online tools, everything is digital right now with your mortgage payments. You can easily set that up as an automatic thing where you're not even setting it and forget it. You don't even have to think about it. So there's so many ways to skin a cat. 
to beat that interest trap when it comes to your financing. It's just people just gotta have the discipline. Yeah. To do it. I think I think in, to, in you said investing, so that was a real estate standpoint. But from the stock market, it's the same thing. He used Warren Buffett as as the quote, but it's true for the stock market. When people are fearful, that's mm-hmm. when you should be greedy. Crypto. Well, we gonna get there. <laughs> so we gonna get there. Yeah. So I mean, if you look at it now, obviously the 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 we're in a recession, and so you're looking at companies. Where should I buy? Well, when you had Apple at one hundred and eighty dollars, you're like, it's too high. Well, now it's at one hundred and thirty-two. Why wouldn't you buy now? So if you look at the same companies we spoke about the last time, Apple, Amazon, Google, which is about to have a split, right? These companies are now at a, a price point that it's like, all right, it's affordable. We can do it. But you brought up another good point: agriculture. If we want to look at plays that are like, hey. I don't want to invest in something that's too volatile. Look at the agriculture side. Look at companies like Campbell Soup, right? That has like a seven percent incline over the the past six months. It's like, wait, they've appreciated during the time. Well, yeah, people are going to eat, right? Even a, a company like Kellogg's that people probably didn't pay attention to that uh, dividing that company into three components now and having snacks as one of the, the pillars of it. Like, how many people are buying groceries and putting Kellogg cereal and their snacks mm-hmm. in? It's something that you don't think about, but it's a safe investment because we know people in times like this are going to find affordable ways to eat, and they're going to feed their kids, mm-hmm. You know, for, first and foremost. So there's all different types of ways you can invest, obviously real estate, but the stock market, when it, where it's at right now, obviously we know recessions last, what, 18 months on average? Mm-hmm. So if we're in the middle of it now, by the time we get to 2023, 2024, 2025, these investments that we make now will set us up for the future. Do you, do you think we're officially in a recession? Yeah, yeah, I think we're definitely officially yeah, in a recession. Because people um, still spending. They say it's not officially a recession until people stop spending. Well, it's officially a recession with two by, negative by quarters yeah. of, of GDP. Uh, GDP, Two mm-hmm. negative GDP quarters. So I think that they haven't officially announced it yet, but they will, I think. Um, but I feel like it's always going to be the haves and have-nots, right? And um, But... With the inflation, that that's actually causing a lot of problems as well, mm-hmm. and the supply chain issues. A lot of things you can't Hell get. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But it's like you know, talk about investing, and we always talk about investing. But I feel like we got to start talking more about businesses, because it's like a a lot of people. Don't, one of the biggest things that stop people from investing is they feel like they don't have enough money to invest. And no matter how much you invest, it's still it's nothing like starting a cash flowing business. And like black businesses or just businesses in general. That's something that we got to start talking more about, like as far as starting businesses. And during a recession, during economic downturns, is actually a good time to start a business because it's like if you can survive during the worst of times, that automatically makes you an authority in the space. And it's like that's what we did, mm-hmm. really. Like I wouldn't say anything that I didn't actually do myself. So it's like you know, for us to start a to start a business, which you know, people it started as a as a podcast, but it turned into a media company, and we doubled down on it, you know, during COVID and expanded our reach and now we have different verticals so now it's like we do invest fest or we have a truck or we do eyl university it's 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 about growing laterally and and having people in place and hiring employees and that's that's the real like you know what we really got to start focusing on because that's the only way to really improve our economic situation investing is very important but if you don't have money to invest how are you going to invest and right now in this job market right now Good luck trying to find a high-paying job, and even mm-hmm. if you do, inflation is so high, you're not even gonna, you know, make a difference. So it's like for most of us, like for me personally, I went to a state school, so I have a communications degree, so I have a liberal arts degree from a mid-level state school, and it's like if I was actually out here trying to find a job right now, I'd be in trouble. You know, I will say this though. You know, I think we have to 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 support each other in a way that other communities do, right? Mm-hmm. I have a friend that's Jewish, and he was telling me that. Uh, a friend opened up a restaurant in Brooklyn, and he said for like three months straight, there was a line around the corner on the restaurant. 
And this was when he was young growing up, and he asked, well, why? And he was like, well, in our community, when somebody opens up a restaurant, we're going to support them for the three months every day until we can make sure that they can control run on their own. Mm-hmm. And I was like, that's big. Mm-hmm. He, he knows for the three to six months that he has a built-in crowd that's going to support his restaurant and make sure his restaurant is good. And he said, even if the food is bad or even if they have bad service, he said, it's still a line around the corner because we all we care about is making sure that he's good. If he's good, his family's good, and that money stays in that community. We don't do that enough as our people. Well, you know, I think it's starting to happen now. It's, it's yeah, starting to happen, but it's also happen. part of tradition and culture, too. Like, So a friend of mine is Indian. And he got married. And, you know, Indian weddings, if you've ever been, it's like a whole week of celebration. So he, when I went to his wedding in Jersey, he was saying his father-in-law owns, like, a, a motel chain. So if you know anything about Indians in the motel industry, they own, like, 70% of the motels, especially on the East Coast. Mm-hmm. So he was explaining to me the situation, how they do it. So he's like, they come, and, they, they like, one person will get a motel, right? And they, they work the motel, and then they bring the other family members from India over. And then all of the family, they have no choice but to work the hotel. And they, like, have different positions in the motel. And then they save the money, and then they open up another motel. So it's like the brother will take the other motel. And then the family will come. And it's like they, it's like a domino effect. Like, they do it one by one by one. And then, like, before you know it, now they own, like, they have a monopoly on the motel chains. And it's like, who's really thinking about owning motels? Right, it's right, like right. gas stations. Like, you know what I'm saying? So, so it's, like, it's like you find a niche area, and then you, you use family— and you keep the money within, and now you actually just grow from there. So that's something that's very important, and it's like for us, even having family, right? I feel like if my son has to find a job when he's 16, I failed as a business owner because it's like what's the point of doing all this work, staying up, traveling, all mm-hmm. that? Like if you want a job, come work for me. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. That, that was yeah, one of the things. Right. Like even mm-hmm. from like teaching, like they was all like, yo, man, you, sh- you, you can't teach. Like you're too special to be like inside of a school. And I'll be sitting there like, I could work here for 25 years, right? It won't guarantee that my son can get an interview, right? Like, I watched my dad work for 40 years in the city. I don't even know where it was at. It didn't guarantee me anything, right? And so when we start thinking like that, it's like, well, what are we passing down, right? If my name is not on it, I can't give it to him. So if my name is not on that school, it can't guarantee that he gets a job there. But there's a guarantee that if we create something, we can pass that down to our kids. Now, they could choose to say, look, I I want to do my own thing, which is great, right? Let's extend the legacy even further. Or they could say, look, I love what you're doing, Dad. Can you pass the torch? Can, is there a position for me inside of this company? And that's something we ain't really see a lot, but it's happening now. And, and you're still a teacher. And, and when it comes oh, yeah, to educator. Yeah, yeah, educator. Yeah, educator. And even when kids, you know, you might can't pass them a job, but yo, you got so many different connections. If they want to go do their exactly. own thing, you can be like, oh, I know somebody that can help exactly. you with that. Exactly. The exactly. Network, well, your network well, experience. But exactly. also with the internet, I think this is the easiest time in the world to be a business owner. Right, the the information and technology that's available today, it wasn't here when I first came in the mortgage business. There wasn't all of this mm-hmm. information and technology. I mean, now you have things like Toro that just got passed in New York. If you have a car, mm-hmm. you could put it on Toro and you can make money and now start a rental car business, right? If you own a house, if you're struggling with your mortgage, you could put it on Airbnb, mm-hmm. right? So there's so many different opportunities that's out there. You just have to have the hunger and the desire to go out there and search for it and get it. Hell, I know people who sell vegan patties. And you know, so now they got a catering business and they cook it out of their house. And we they sell deliver. vegan patties in our coffee shop from Branch Patty. That's why we got to support amazing. your coffee shop. And that's why, yeah. like, look, you're starting coffee shops, you're doing radio, you're doing everything. So there's so many ways to skin a cat in, in this world that you just have to be out there and be focused and want to get it because a lot of people just want things to come to them and they're not willing to go work for it. <laughs> but yeah. sometimes you also have to realize that um, 
I think one of the hardest parts, pe- people sometimes think that being an entrepreneur is like really sexy and oh, you're nah, going to make money right away. Yeah. A lot of times it's a lot of struggles and mm-hmm. it's a Absolutely. lot of stress. A lot of stress, and a lot of anxiety. And things a lot do of not pay off. And you're, and yeah, and a lot of businesses don't end up working the way you anticipated. And it might take years if you ever even do make some money from it. So, yeah, yeah. you know, those are all things to take into consideration, too, when you're doing your business plan. Or maybe you have to pivot and switch what your business plan was originally. Or yeah. maybe you have to get investors or partners. You know, there's a lot of different ways um, that you can try to, to make it work. But it's definitely uh, stressful. Like, your phone can go off you know all hours of the night at any time every little thing that goes wrong everybody is hitting me up about it and I'm trying to find solutions even if I can't be there I'm trying to do my thing but I'm also trying to make sure that you know things are taken care of at the coffee shop at the juice bar at the hair store and it's a lot of stress sometimes and I think that's why this time is so important right because like even though you're going through those things you have opportunity and information around you to say all right well I'm going through these struggles who else is going through it, mm-hmm. right? And so, like, when you can share your struggles, you could come to a commonality. Like, all right, well, here's what I did when I went through that. Whereas in the past, it was like, we got to figure that out on our own. Yeah. And most times we failed, right? So when you got a coffee shop and my man got a, a donut shop he's putting in Brooklyn, he can ha- he has a different eye for the business that you may not have. And now right. you have different vision than he might have. He puts that together in his business. Now he's out of here. I right. already told him. I said, let's put them donuts in the... <laughs> yeah, shout out to, yeah, shout out to Cloudy Donuts. It's nice vegan donuts. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but talk about crypto. Is it still viable to invest in long term? Yeah, I think crypto... If, you know, if you believe in anything, you got to have a long-term perspective in it, right? So cryptocurrency, I feel like, is something that... I mean, just look at the landscape. You got major institutions buying tons of Bitcoin, you got, you know, it's, it's becoming more and more accessible. You got Bitcoin ATM machines popping up. Now, there's still a long way to go. Mm-hmm. It's not, you know, mainstream yet. But I think blockchain technology and cryptocurrency is something that's here to stay. And, um, you know, once again, it, it's studying history. Crypto has always had crashes. Like, mm-hmm. if you study the crypto market, this is pretty normal. Like, it always has crashes. It's an extremely volatile asset, which is why you shouldn't invest anything that you can't afford to lose, and you shouldn't invest anything that you necessarily need. Like, it's not... Investing is not gambling. That's the thing. A lot of times people say, like, oh, it's like going to Vegas. Like, they, they say that a lot. Investing is not gambling because gambling is a game of chance, and investing is a game of knowledge. But... Investing can be synonymous with gambling when you start using gambling principles. Mm. Right. When you when you when you invest, I gotta pay my rent, so I gotta hurry up. Yeah, when, when you when I gotta get that back. Cash out. That back. <laughs> when you invest, not using knowledge, yeah. then it, it is gambling. So if you just buy Dogecoin because every single person is talking about Dogecoin, you don't know nothing about it, you don't understand it, you buy it at the high, now you're gambling, mm. right? Yeah. The problem so, is, is is so many people, like you said, they listen to people that don't do their homework, mm-hmm. right? And that's the problem. That's one of the things that you said. The internet is good, but Absolutely. that's what makes the internet bad as well. Because everybody now is a, a is somebody that is a specialist. Everybody right now is somebody that's an educator, mm-hmm. and they're educating the wrong people. Yeah. That's why I like your platform because you bring people that are successful and actually show. Because everybody, because right now the the money's in the the, the not in actual yeah real estate is yeah. teaching real estate. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's not in actually doing crypto is teaching crypto, and there's so many people following so many bad examples that really hurt people. Yeah. Oh, that's real. What you, you should talk about you said the dentist scam. Yeah, there's a lot of it's yeah. those seminar scams, a lot of expert yeah. scams. Yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 It's a lot of it going around. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I mean, you know, it's like this always going to be that, right? Because it's like um, there's people that's gullible, right? And that's mm-hmm. just human nature, right? It's like it's people that's gullible, and that's happening in every field, not just financial literacy. You got religion, probably the biggest one. Absolutely. You got people that's Absolutely. gullible that's going to give 
people their money just because they're saying, if you give me your money, you get to go to heaven. They haven't done any research, though. They haven't fully read whatever text that they're supposed to read to understand it. They're just going off of what somebody is telling them. So I always tell people all the time, I thought Mark and Monday, you say, do your research. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Never, even me, Troy, Ian, whatever, like, and we, we do this every single day. Don't just do something because I said it. Because at the end of the day, I'm not responsible for your family. You are, right? So you could, you could take information, but ultimately it's up to you to actually do the research and then make an educated decision for yourself. But I feel like cryptocurrency is something that is definitely here. But just be careful. I mean, you have the major cryptos like, you know, Ethereum and Bitcoin. Then you got, you know, a few that's coming up like Solana. But, um, you know, once again, people, instead of trying to invest in those, they'll go for like the one yeah. that nobody heard of. It's that's eight cents. Yeah. Eight cents. Like the Hitachi Zero, zero, zero point eight cents because they're like, all right, if this goes to a dollar, I made it. I made everything. Yeah. But nine times out of ten, it's going to go to zero. It's not going to be mm-hmm. worthless anymore. And I'm only speaking from personal experience. 2017, that's when I first started investing in crypto. And a lot of those cryptos that I invested in, they're not worth anything anymore. Fact. So you, everybody, nobody's perfect. You learn. And as you learn, then you can speak from real life experiences because at a certain point, we all will get greedy. Like we'll all say like, Damn, this is tempting. Like you know what I'm saying, let me roll a dice. But nine times out of ten, whenever you do that, and whenever you try to do something to just make money quickly, nine times out of ten, you're gonna lose it just as quick. And the, the other part is that he, we're actually telling you, like, listen, we did this, we lost money. We're telling you so you don't make the same mistake. But when people are in survival mode, they'll take risky chances, mm-hmm. right? And the key word is we're saying invest, right? So you know when we talk about invest, it's more than three days. It's more than a month. I'm talking long term. So we saw a crypto go. Uh, we saw Bitcoin go up to sixty thousand. We seen it pull back to twenty thousand. They just had a survey. They said it's probably go to ten before it goes right. up to thirty. Yeah. And so we know that. All right, we're here for the long term. We're not trading on a daily basis because it's such a volatile asset. And people are not even skilled traders. They just going off of speculation. So hey, it went to thirty. Oh wait, I got to get it before it gets to thirty five. When you do that, you're gonna lose money. Are you guys buying Bitcoin now? Personally, if it, no. if it, it got to get a little lower, but yeah. if it I'm gets to that ten thousand, yeah. definitely, I'm in. I'm, in. I'm definitely. all in. I'm all yeah, in. It's low the boat. Shout out to Ian. Same rules apply for the stock market too, right? It's the same yep. principle. It's, mm-hmm. yeah. it's the same principle that we said about real estate. The same thing we said about the stock market. Same thing about crypto. When people are fearful, be greedy. Right? Get greedy. When people are greedy, be, be fearful. fearful mm-hmm. Right. And, and there's tools for like we even talk to people like, listen, you can go to the CNN.com. They got the Fair and Greed Index. It'll tell you like what the overall synopsis is of investing uh, community, and they'll they'll show you like if it's zero to twenty people in fear. All right, let me go look at some investment opportunities. When I see it at sixty nine to eighty nine, I'm like, all right, well, I might need to start coming out of some of these positions. We're about to have a pullback. But then also when things don't, you can use your common sense a lot. When things don't make sense, that's when you start to realize like it's like when you start to see. You know, Dogecoin just going every single day, just going up just because Elon Musk tweets it like that starts to not make sense. Right. When you start to see even Tesla stock just, you know, go up 800 percent in one year. Yeah, there's a lot of Teslas on the road. But what is Tesla really that strong? Probably not. Right. You know know what I'm saying? It's kind of like common sense. Even real estate. When you start seeing people paying one hundred thousand dollars over asking, that starts to not make sense after a while. Right. And it's like that's when it starts to get a little scary because it's like. That's not sustainable. I agree. I agree. Yeah, and, and, and what I tell I tell our people all the time is, don't be afraid to let it go. Mm-hmm. And like yeah. I told Matt all the yeah. time, like I will sell anything but my kids and my wife. And it, it, it doesn't <laughs> matter what it is. Yeah, because, yeah. because you know during this time everything went up in price. Whether yeah. it was cars, whether it was watches, whether it was bags, whether it was shoes, whether it was sneakers, whether it was belts, whatever you had tangible shot up in price. And I got rid of all of it. Like you know, 
it, it doesn't matter to me because it's all things. And if I can make money off of it, that's the goal. I got rid of cars. Like I told yeah, you, yeah. everything had to go. And, and sometimes we like, oh, I don't want it. Like I told everybody during the pandemic, get rid of all those sneakers. Can't wear them anyway. They're going. They're shooting for prices that we've never seen before. Those Chanel bags went up, right? After we left last time, his wife, his wife, his wife. I get a text message from like, "Hey, I'm investing. It's a Chanel bag." I'm like, okay. And then I read the article. I'm like, yeah, they appreciated by like seven percent. Just went up thirty percent. Thirty percent. I'm like, oh, word. And then Christmas comes, and my wife's like, oh, you know that Chanel bag. I'm like. No, I told them it's an investment. A good investment. <laughs> it's only a good investment if, if you're willing to sell it. If you're willing yeah. to sell it, yeah. So, I mean, it's the truth, though. Like, those luxury goods have appreciated. They so. only let you buy one Chanel bag a month now, too. Oh, so, only, oh, one, oh, only, only one, one, one a month. No, I'm just only saying. Is that what the, is that the what hardship of the wealthy. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, the reason why is because people are reselling them. When did they send that email? I didn't get it. The woman in the store was telling me because. I'm trying to tell you. Oh, no, that's personal shopper rules. No, because too many people are reselling them. Okay. <laughs> so what happens is people are going in and buying several bags, and then they're reselling them. them. And Absolutely. so Chanel doesn't want you to do that. So now they have your name like in the system. If you buy a bag, they won't let you buy another one. And if they see you buy too many things, they yeah. won't sell them to you because they feel like you're reselling them Absolutely. and making a That's profit, everything. and they don't want that. So put it in your mother's how? name, put it in your father's name, your uncle's name, yeah. your cousin's name. But, 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 but it really is a but, flip. But like, talking about crypto, that's when NFTs is going to change the game. Right. And Ross don't believe it. Ross is skeptical. He's definitely skeptical. skeptical. But that's what NFTs are going to change the game. Because imagine if Chanel, all those bags were NFTs, right? So then they don't really care about the resale because they get commissions on the resale. Exactly. So like, what if their resale was 30% commission every single time it gets resold? So now look how much more money that will bring to the company. Nike. All of those Nikes that's selling for like 150 retail, and then they sell them for like $800 in StockX. Imagine if Nike had a 50% commission on because that's what you could do with nfts right yeah. so now every single time it gets sold nike's going to just keep making more they're going to encourage the resellers mm -hmm. because now it's just they're going to make more money from the resellers than they're actually going to make from just putting it in stores and they, get to, and they get the, the ability to authenticate it right because that was one of the issues with StockX that hey mm -hmm. these ain't real they're not real but now the nft actually you can authenticate the sneaker which actually makes it more of a rare commodity right because it's like hey there's only two thousand of them so that the price goes up on it automatically because it's a rarity, and then the resale price goes up even further. So there's more money to be made. So beyond that, that's one of those technologies that we're gonna definitely see. Like so, when Ross, the last thing about the NFTs, a lot of times people pay attention to the wrong thing. <laughs> so, oh, Ross. <laughs> Huh? No, go ahead. Yeah. <laughs> Angela's on one right now. She had an edible. She had an edible. So, um, <laughs> like people saying, like, like. The, the monkeys and the artwork and, and they thinking like it has no value. The NFT monkey. Yeah. Yeah. But that's only part of it. The technology is what you should be focused mm -hmm. on. The blockchain technology, what we just talked about as far as how to authenticate things and how to have commissions on things. Take away the bananas and the apes and all of that. Like that's probably a fad. That's not probably going to be here. The technology can't be denied and the technology is going to end up changing the world. Yeah, the problem with the NFTs, people, uh, when they first started talking about it, they talked about it like art that appreciates mm -hmm. with value. Yeah. And I think that's that, that was the mistake was in the messaging, yeah, I mm -hmm. think. Yeah. No, you're right. You're right. 
Well, Invest Fest, give them the date where they can get tickets. And That's fast. And we appreciate biggest. you guys for joining us. We learned so much, man. We learned Always, man. You Always love, man. All the liquor and, uh, <laughs> <laughs> and buy, you buy mad Chanel bags More bottles. Envy, more bottles. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to Chanel bags. Yes. <laughs> Rashad got to be easy, though, yo, because I know so many women who come at me about Rashad, so I'm like, I hope you ain't going on dates with all these women because that's going to cost a lot. You got to be selective. That's very important. <laughs> <laughs> you're spending five, three to five on dates. That's a lot. That can add up. No, nah, no, nah, it's a very selective process that we, that we you know, <laughs> <laughs> we have to go through. Yes. I'm actually yeah. managing that. Oh yeah, yeah. She's actually my yeah. manager. Okay. okay. As far as yeah, his dating. Yeah. So I, I kind of filter people. Yeah, DMs about the man shambles. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah shout out to Kendra, Kendra G. Oh, the G. Oh, the G. Why are you doing that? Yo, You just did her single show. Yo, her reach is crazy. Yo, crazy. That single show was big. That was hilarious. Shout out to Kendra. You know, love, would you be interested in? What, what is, what, what are you looking for? What is Steve Harvey tell Wait, can Angela ask that question? No, you know what? I'm not gonna lie. Before you came in, Evie did ask me, "Is Rashad dating anyone?" Oh, wow! 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 It's about curating the vibe, you know. Uh, good energy, a whole lot of good energy. <laughs> Key factors. I won't bring up the other clip. But no, you tried to That was dangerous. That was dangerous. Yo, she's dangerous. He said it. she's dangerous. That was real dangerous. That's dangerous. I'm not even gonna ask. Please. Investfest. <laughs> Investfest.com. Get your tickets before it's sold out. VIP experience. DJ Envy will be there. Yep. Charmin God will be Caesar there. Caesar will be there. Will Angela Yee be there? That's the, that's question. the question. Y'all didn't even ask me. We're that's asking not, you now. Yeah, that's yeah. Not true. All right. And, All right. We'll, talk. we'll, we'll talk. talk. We'll talk. <laughs> um, Steve Harvey. Um, of course, Tyler Perry. Rick Ross. The whole gang, man. So yeah. Everybody getting paid in Dogecoin. But not nah, um we appreciate you guys, man. It's always love. Thank you for having us. And go to investfest.com, get your tickets. It's gonna be, you know, um, it's gonna be a whole the vibe will be unmatched. And um we love you. Atlanta, we'll see you soon. That's a All fact. Right. It's the Breakfast Club, earn your leisure. You don't put those inside of you, do you? This is a show about women. I mean, you do? Yeah. Finally, a show about women that isn't just a thinly-veiled aspirational nightmare. It's not hosted, not narrated, we're just dropping into a woman's world. I found out when my dad was gay when I was 10. We were in a convertible on the 405 freeway, listening to the B-52s. Looking back, I should have said, this is gay. This is already all gay. <laughs> Listen to Finally a Show on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, I'm John O'Brien, host of Money and Wealth, 
on the Black Effect Podcast Network. I'm an entrepreneur and a businessman. Now, every Thursday, my newest venture is educating you on how to win financially. Even better, I'm going to teach it in a way that, well, you can understand. I'm going to meet you where you are and take you where you need to be. We all might have different starting points and end goals, but as long as we have the desire to acquire financial freedom, it can be done. Listen to Money and Wealth with John Hope Bryant every Thursday on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, what's up? This your boy, Jerry Clark, and I am the host of Storytime with Legendary Jerry Podcast. For the last 30 years, I have worked with some of your favorite artists, like Outkast, Killer Mike, Jeezy, Akon, Jermaine Dupri, and so many, many more. Storytime with Legendary Jerry is an ode to the South. Southern rap has had the game on lock for years, and now I'm telling you legendary stories of how we did it. Listen to Storytime with Legendary Jerry on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, it's Angela Yee, host of Angela Yee's Lip Service. If you listen to my podcast, you know I love making space for women to be themselves. That's why I'm excited to be part of Women Take the Mic, iHeartRadio's celebration of the women who make music, influence change, and create culture. All month long, your favorite voices from talk radio, music, and podcasting will highlight the remarkable achievements made by women and discuss the most significant issues facing us today. Head to iHeartRadio.com slash Women's Day for more. And listen to Women Take the Mic on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. When George Floyd got killed, I started reading a book called The History of the United States. And that's when I saw that Christopher Columbus was just as racist as Hitler. And I didn't know. Maybe you didn't either. Here we are, season three of I Didn't Know, Maybe You Didn't Either. In season three, we connect the dots from the enslavement period to things happening today. Binge season three of I Didn't Know. Maybe you didn't either. On the Black Effect Podcast Network, the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I didn't- 